Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. This is the show? This is the show. Hey, Sam. Hey. Oh, oh hey. Hey, Max. I didn't open this yet, so this is going to be on the Oh, podcast. grip it and rip it, bud. <laughs> Come on. Get after it. All right. Sorry about that. Wait. Oh, I didn't hear it. Oh, I talked you, over you, it. You talked over it. Oh. Fans, if they listen close, we'll be able to catch oh, that one. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, well. What you got there, Max? It's a little little Sunday evening beverage um, called the Dream Team <laughs> from Lone Pine Brewing. Um, it was pretty fitting. We've been on the beach. Oh, you got there, Sam. Is that some, <laughs> some water? This here is called uh, H2O. And nice. uh, it's for, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not into that whole, you know, killing my brain cells with uh, alcohol thing. Um, so, you know, I'm a real water boy. Mm-hmm. But you sure do look like a watery boy. <laughs> a real waterman. Uh, um, I'm just kidding. I would love a beer right now. <laughs> Damn yeah, it. it's, We've been well, out in the sun all day. Feels, you've been swimming? Not, we were swimming. We Where? Were, down at the uh, swimming hole? It, well, it was a swimming hole, but it's not close. It was, um, so my, my boss and, and her boyfriend have a, a secret swimming spot they like to go to, which is not that secret. It's a state park. Are you going to say it? Are you going to say it on the podcast? It'll I mean, be overrun. Uh, it'll be overrun with our fans. Yeah, all the fans we have in New Hampshire, uh-huh. or maybe it'll just be like a new mecca. We're huge in New Hampshire, is what I've heard. It's <laughs> gonna be like the new pilgrimage. Just people are like, dude, you gotta go to New Hampshire. All the all the fields of work fans are gathering yeah. at Pisgah State Park, man. Yeah. Uh, but it was yeah, it was nice. It was it's like an hour and fifteen minute drive from here, so it's a That's bit of bad. a hike. But it's ridiculously nice. I kind of forget what it's like to swim in a place that's not like either. In Michigan, every body of water has 1,000 boats on it, mm-hmm. and you can't like just like close your eyes and swim without the thought of getting hit by a boat unless you're like at like a really specific small spot on a mm-hmm. beach for the most part, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's a little different maybe in like the Great Lakes, but that's kind of different, a different style of swimming. So this was nice, and there's no houses on this because it's in a state park, which is also nice. Not used to that either. Were um, there many people there? There were a lot of people, but it's – so the way the lake is is basically – it kind of looks like – like in the upper peninsula of Michigan or something. So you walk through a forest for a while to get there. It's about a mile and a half hike in. Um, you could start swimming probably like a half mile in. Um, but we walked to a certain corner of the lake and it's just basically a bunch of huge boulders and rocks kind of sitting on the edge of this water. And everyone pretty much just posts up on a rock. So like with your group, you go and find a rock, put out your blankets and that's where you are. Um, so there were people, you know, 20 feet one direction, 50 feet another direction, and then all around this, I guess they actually call it a pond. Um, there were people posted up, but that's cool. Couldn't really see a lot of people. Um, the water was really cold, or, you know, cold enough to be really refreshing. Um, cl- the water felt clean. It was nice. It was the first swimming I've done all summer. Um, what's When's the last time you swam, like, a far distance? Like, like, like swam over. a far distance, like, like swimming on purpose? Like, yeah, more than just, like, like treading water? Yeah, like you didn't just jump in and tread water, but you're like, I'm going to go swim to that thing that's over 50 yards away. It's been a while. It's been a long, long, long time. <laughs> really? Yes. I mean, Probably that's what I was grad, maybe in grad school, maybe I did a little. I don't even think I did any swimming in grad school, really. So maybe in college, I did a little bit yeah. of swimming. It's Well, again, because in Michigan, there's nowhere that you really just like jump into a lake. And, like, I mean, I'm for me, but would, I'm thinking of a pool is... Yeah, where I would have done some actual swimming. This, this was like you know, yeah. Because usually, again, I'm, I'm not gonna like be able to swim through the middle of a lake without there being any fear of something happening to me. Right. Yeah, get <laughs> and, uh, lacerated by a motor. <laughs> so where did you swim fear. to here? So on our little rock, where we jumped, you know, jumped in off of our rock spot, um, which you can dive basically right off the rocks. The drop off happens right away. There's mm-hmm. no boulders to run into or anything. Um, we checked it out first, but. And then once I was in, about 100 yards across the pond, basically the width of the pond, maybe 100, 125 yards, uh, you swam over there to like a, a rock island, another island that was the same thing, just another giant rock sticking out. Just checking out the rocks um, over there, see if they're any different from yeah. the rocks. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. We got up on that rock and Haley swam over there with me and we, we turned around and looked back at all the other rocks to yeah. see where we had come from and cool. to see the different angle of the pond. Uh-huh. Uh, it was cool to see kind of how many other people were actually out there that we couldn't see. Um, and then we swam back and, but I just thought about it on my way back. Like one, I was really worried actually when we first got in the water that like, I don't know if I'm a good swimmer. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm not a bad, like, I think I can, yeah. I can keep my head above water for the yeah. most part. But like, I was like, I don't, we didn't, we didn't swim growing up very often. 
no. in like any type of like consequence, like any type of depth where like you needed to learn to tread water. Yeah. You know, I'm a very bad swimmer. Like <laughs> I can stay. Well? I can floater. I'm even not that great of a floater. For someone of my body composition, you would think I might be able to float a little bit better. Yeah. But no, uh, and I can tread water, but it takes so much energy for me to do it. So I know I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> that's that's how it felt for me. So I jumped into this thing, and I was like, "Oh man!" Because of the way this lake is, it's not like I'm standing on sand. There is some like rocky areas you can kind of stand, but I was like, "You pretty much have to tread water, be moving." Which I was like, "Ugh!" But then I realized treading water is like not good for me. Same thing. It t- seems like it takes a lot of energy. I'm really yeah. fighting. I feel like keep my head above water, and then when I feel like when I actually have to go somewhere or need to move somewhere. I, it's a lot easier for me. So like, I mean, it depends on if I'm swimming, like, you know, a freestyle or like actually trying a, a, a technique or if I'm doing the, which side, today I'd call side crawl, side crawl. Or today I did a lot of, I don't know what maybe call it, like a, a little bit octopusy. I kind of like lay on my back <laughs> and use my arms and my legs yeah. and kind of flap like a, maybe like a jellyfish or a starfish yeah. okay. and slowly work my way across the, the water that way. Um, but it takes so much, so much less energy. It feels a lot better. <laughs> I'm sure I look ridiculous, but yeah. it was much better than like trying to tread water um so nice. that was nice i'm sure i'll be sore tomorrow because yeah. those aren't muscles i use very often hey but um was, do you want do you want to do a check-in round that kind of was kind of a check-in round wasn't it i mean it wasn't an official check-in round all right sure let me give you give a me number a, give me a number between one and 115 14 what was your favorite meal growing up easy i think we had the same one cheesy chicken mine rolls. was mine was cheesy chicken rolls mine is cheesy chicken rolls which I still love. Oh, I don't. We have the same have favorite name. meal. Yeah, man, we're so similar. We're oh. not that different, you and I. Did you ever make? <laughs> you ever make cheese chicken rolls for yourself? I actually haven't. Not yet. Since I moved out of the house. Yeah. Wow. It's so yeah, complicated. That. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I've changed it up. I've like put some different fillings in there and whatnot. It's pretty great. Do you feel like you're kind of a purist though? Is your favorite still the cheesy chicken roll, or do you oh, like? Yeah. The oh, I mean, okay. and, and especially with if mom made it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do we even need to explain it, or do all of our listeners just have had it before? Because uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's necessarily like an American staple. You take a well, crescent roll, you take mm-hmm. shredded chicken that's already cooked, some shredded cheese, and this is where the options start to come in. You can put some water chestnuts sliced up. You can put those mm-hmm. in there. Not sure. No, about that. you're not into that. Um, I don't you could know. do. Are they accompanied by bacon? No. You gotta get <laughs> no bacon in a cheesy chicken roll. I'm just saying water. You can chestnuts. shred up uh, some. Um, Broccoli? You ever put broccoli in a cheesy chicken roll? No, I haven't, but that sounds good. Yeah. Is, so is is the canonical just the chicken and the cheese? <laughs> I think it really is. <laughs> okay. All right. And then it's you roll clear. out a crescent roll up, and then you uh, get some cream of chicken soup, and you melt some cheese into it, and then you pour that over the top of this casserole dish full of these crescent rolls filled with chicken and cheese. You pop that in the oven for a while. You take it out. Serve it with a side of pilaf. Make sure you put some good red pepper flakes on there. Cheese chicken rolls. Yeah. I think that was my favorite. I think that was my favorite meal growing up. Yeah, I'm with you. For the most part. All right. I so, could. Max, it's been a mm-hmm. forever and a day since um since we've done this show. And I don't yeah. really remember how we do it or what we talk about or anything. So you're gonna have to mm-hmm. kind of help bring me along. Well, I just think it's funny that we were like, Yeah, we're gonna work this new maybe once every two weeks schedule in. <laughs> we yeah. Just, we just fell off the deep end really quick. But it's also summertime, and it's the one few time that you kind of get to take some vacations. I think you try to take a vacation, and this is my last I don't know. day of my vacation right now. This That's, is like my oh last man, thing hoorah. on vacation, and I'm spending it talking to you. I'm actually going to make some chocolate chip cookies after this. Uh, so, so you're the I'm, second I'm to the last part, thing. though. That's pretty good. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and it's been pretty. I mean, the far, farming season is obviously more exhausting and strenuous in the summer because hey, everything's growing. Yeah. And so how <laughs> how are things going at Ye Old Farm? Ye Old Farm is going well. Uh, I have no major <laughs> catastrophes to report that I can think of. Okay, I got um, questions. Any parasitic wasps? Yes, we nice. haven't seen the wasps, but the hornworms are here, uh-huh. and they are. I've not seen a. I saw one hornworm that had yet to be parasitized. The rest, I counted ten last week while I was pruning. That were all with little white eggs on them. Yeah. A couple of them, pretty hardcore, man. A couple of them, the hornworm is still alive and moving around, and it has the eggs on it. They're just waiting to, 
Yeah, kind of suck the worm dry. Um, how, so this how, is crazy. Can you imagine if you were a hornworm and you had one of those on you? Like, well, you how just, would you react you, to that? You just feel. I wonder if they try to fight them. I've never witnessed yeah. it. But I wonder if they try to fight the wasps. Because um, I've actually never seen the process happen. But you got to imagine, man. The word gets out, and they know that this guy is bringing bad news, and you just feel yeah. it land on you. And and that like spot on the back you can't you imagine you can't be able to itch a spot that's kind of where these things are getting laid it's like right in the middle of their back man I'm just so grateful that these wasps are not human parasites yeah can you that's imagine? a terrifying thought that'd be a horrifying thought you're just walking on the street one day and, like you see a guy out there just yeah. like sitting on a bench and you're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> you see he's got it man <laughs> so um, speaking of hornworms I saw a video of a Katie did eating a hornworm alive. Mm. So was, Katie did eat them, huh? I guess so. It Not was really them. zoomed in, and it was really wet and gross. <laughs> yeah, well, hornworms, I think, are just 99% tomato, leaf, and juice. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we've had hornworms, but they're being they're being handled by the parasitized wasps, which is amazing. I've never been on a farm that's had such a, a strong population of them to actually keep it in check. Mm-hmm. Usually what happens is maybe once through the end of the season, you see one parasitic wasp, like or one right. hornworm with the eggs, and you're the like, woohoo, this is awesome. One. Yeah, one unlucky one who in the last week got it. But here it's it's from the start. Um, so it's hard to attribute it to a specific thing. Um, maybe they came in the first year and they've just been healthy enough and they've been able to survive and stay around. But mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome that that's not a problem here. Um, it's not the worst pest in the world. It's just a really gross one. Yeah. <laughs> because not usually the pests are not as big as your index finger. Oh, and that's yeah. literally as thick as they will get. They'll get about... You know, three inches long and just really, really solid. Um, so it's, it can be pretty horrifying. So <laughs> that's that's good. Um, main struggles have mainly just been um, we still are struggling with all the same pest issues of of you know flea beetles, Colorado potato beetles, things like that. Um, kind of getting past it in this late summer now, but um, no, our main issue still is dealing with the, the freaking lambs, man. Really, all um, the lambs have uh, par- they're all sick. The the sickness is not even the I mean it is an issue that we're worried about but it, we just talked about last time how their their pasture was kind of in in drought oh and yeah we had so we had gone in and we had mowed it down to to kind of clear it up so we mowed it pretty low and it had been so dry and we're getting rain now not much I mean we've probably gotten an inch over the past month um, compared to the craziness you guys are getting in DC um, but so the pasture is regrowing but slowly and so what we've been actually taking. Well, obviously, the first step would be, well, hey, these lambs are like livestock, and they're supposed to eat hay. And we read a lot about it, and we know that they can be picky, but we had talked to some people that were other lamb farmers in the area, asked them where they got their hay. We bought in some of that hay, went to give it to our lambs, not even remotely interested in it as food. No (laughs) clue what to do with it. Well, they just hadn't gotten hungry enough yet. Well, that's kind of like we were trying to play up. Like, what do we do? Do we, like— give them no choice are they gonna starve? are they gonna f- hunger strike so hard they won't even eat the hay that we're feeding them like a, a lamb hunger strike is what we have on our hands which like, is not great when you you know ostensibly are going to be selling these for meat later yes yeah it's working against us and maybe they know that oh my goodness we yeah. have self-aware lambs oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well this is probably good that they don't get their, a chance to reproduce and, and share this with their friends yeah um so anyways we got a a couple different cuttings of hay. You know, there's different variations you can get from different places. We've heard they're really sensitive to sprays and different things that are on them. So we have yet to really get them to eat hay with any success, which is incredibly frustrating because it's like the main source of – because you can't just feed them. Grain is not great for them to be just eating grain. And it's ridiculously expensive and can we, we is haven't – Is the fast forward to the end of the story you are now cooking lamb meals? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, <laughs> Darn. So our solution had been, they had still been finding stuff to eat. I mean, whenever Haley and I would go up there, like there was a, there was a week there that was like really bad. And we were very worried for that. Some of them, when we did the Famacha test, we were trying to feel, which it's really hard to do because they're covered in wool, but trying to feel their ribs to see if you could feel that's one way to check if they're, you know, they're malnourished. They, they, and they ever laugh. They, the ticklish. <laughs> No, I don't think so. They seemed okay. um, to enjoy it. They are weirdly social, though, and, and do enjoy, like, head scratches and stuff. Right. Um, but anyway, so what we have taken to doing is what we used to do for pigs is just feed them all of our weed scraps from the field. But it seemed like the lambs were starting to be, like, interested in, like, the different weeds, the green, and you know, things that they wouldn't kind of maybe normally eat if it was in their pasture. But 
usually you don't feed your lambs like the things you're pulling out of the field, but we fed them all of our pea tendrils after we pulled the pea plants out and they were all over it, stripped mm-hmm. the plants dry. And so we've been doing stuff like that. You know, every day they get some level of us dropping stuff in. We do feed them some grain every day, but it's not enough to like supplement a whole diet. Um, so it's just been, it's been a fiasco. Um, the, the good and the bad, the bad, I mean, bad news is there's officially a date, you know, on the calendar for them for when they're going to be processed. Um, Ooh. but the good news is that gives us a date that we just need to get at least <laughs> stumbling the across the finish line. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stumble across the finish line. And you know, like last year I joked, like, how do you pick which first five? Could we do it in two batches right. of five? And you said, how do we pick the first batch? And you're like, oh, you know, I said one coughed last year, which was like, right, true. But this year, there's we've already got the list. The shit list is established. We know who's going in the first five. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's there's some that are doing great in terms of sickness and things. Mm-hmm. Some not as great. I hate to say that Big Mama will be in the first batch. <laughs> um, we're worried that one, the longer she's alive, or he is alive, he, she is alive, the worse the meat is going to get because he's huge. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know if the meat is worse when he's as big as he is, I'll right. be interesting to hear what his weight is. Um, he is bullying the crap out of all the other ones. I mean, he's <laughs> the first to the food. He pushes yeah. all of them around. Yeah. I would say, if anything, he's over a, with the wool and everything. He's probably like 120 pounds. Dang. And the next closest is maybe 80 pounds. Wow. He's at least got 40 pounds on them still. Um, so he's going to go in the first round. There's a couple other um, ones that are just that are measly little guys that are just not doing well. Um, I can list off their number. I, I know them all by numbers now, basically. Some have <laughs> names, but they're mostly numbers. Well, what are their names? Let's see. So there's Big Mama. Oh, there's one that doesn't actually have a full name, but it's just what it's the prettiest lamb I've ever seen. I, I think I talked about how there's one that has Disney eyelashes. <laughs> Disney no, you eyelashes. haven't described a lamb as <laughs> having Disney. <laughs> so there's Disney eyelashes, which literally just from the first day we were in there looking at all them and testing them and, and looking at their eyes, has the longest black eyelashes you've ever seen you, you it's call so, him disney eyelashes we do call we just them, call them diz dizzy <laughs> so we will talk about you know like disney is one of the ones that we take care of okay. uh, that we kind of call by something there is the quickest way usually is we call it spot is the one one has a black paw it's 38 but he's also spot um <laughs> 38 is spot and he's great 36 is disney eyelashes also great they'll be in the second round which isn't which i didn't say the date so the first five go september 1st or the first week of September, the next five will go to the end of September. Um, so we have a little bit longer still to, to get them there. But um, those are the three main names. Honestly, it's just like yeah. it's just numbers. We're like, man, seventy looks like hell. He's so bad, dude. And you've never seen. He's like, it's like his face is sunburned, and like, like maybe <laughs> he gets sunburned. <laughs> I think they you gotta face- get out there, put some sunscreen on him. I know, I do, I do. It's bad. His face is is really sad. I think. And then 16 is another one that's been small from the start, and he was the smallest one we got them, and I think he's continued to really just be cut out of most of feeding when, when he can't get in there, um, which is sad to see. But And then, so, it's just been... All right, well, been, been what, a, what about the pigs? Pigs are great. Pigs are great. <laughs> always been great. Um, nothing too crazy with them. We've Last week, we added on to their, um, their, past, or like their outdoor pasture, their run, um, we just used like that portable electric fence and we added an extra 200 uh, or no, just extra a hundred fence feet kind of opened up a new space for them. They had eaten most of what they were going to eat from the, the area they were in. Um, they do just destroy the crap out of it. So they still get fed a lot too, though. Their, their diet is way more green than the lambs is, but I'd say the biggest one's probably pushing at least 125 pounds already. And when do um, they go? They're not until. Oh wait, it was it was Halloween, wasn't it? Last year was Halloween, so <laughs> we're doing it in two because the way I don't know something with the the slaughterhouse in town and just COVID stuff and everything. We we had to break it into two batches for the land, uh, for the pigs too, which we normally don't do. So the first three I think go yeah maybe the last week of October, um, and then the next ones will be two weeks after. So the last three pigs will be there in the first to second week of November. Wow. It could be interesting. It's a lot more feed for us to buy, but it's also just interesting weather conditions then. Um, but it's what we had to work with, basically. But they've been fine. There's definitely, like, <laughs> as it always goes, there's the fat one. There's the one that seems to be. And here's why he's fat. And this is kind of impressive, really. And I'm, I'm really proud of him for figuring this out. He, so feeding is this time. Is the counts. one that lays in the food? 
So he lays in the food, and at first we thought there were a couple that were laying in the food. First of all, they're just laying in the, the trough, kind of gets them in there closer. It's easier. That kind of makes it harder for everybody else. What we're learning that he does is he lays in the trough. Now they can't eat the food underneath them, so he's, and he's big, and he's just getting bigger. So he's covering up more food. And then he eats his way backwards. <laughs> so as he, he finishes the section in front of him, he'll like move back and uncover the section that his torso <laughs> is just on and eat that. And it's working for him. He's incredibly fat. Um, so... I mean, he's got to be good. in the he's got to be in the first group because I feel like he might organize these pigs. He's a smart one. He seems to have yeah. Well, I don't. Well, the, well, it worked against him. So one day, the day we move the fence, we have to put them all into their little their fenced in hutch area, and it took forever to get them all in there because they're kind of smart. They don't want to get in there. And we finally got all six closed in, and there's a little like gap under the fence back towards the main like run. So if they go under there, they're just out there in the main run. We didn't think there was any way that they could fit under there. I didn't even look close enough. But I was just getting ready to start moving fence, which meant like making holes for them to run out through. And I look over, and there's five inside, and a sixth one standing back in the run outside, just like looking at me. It was like he teleported, like he apparated from one side to the other. I was, I was so mind boggled on how he got there that I just sat there and looked at him for a second. And then I looked kind of at the hole and then watched the next four all squeeze underneath. And so now there were five of them outside, but the fattest one couldn't fit. And he stood because I felt bad keeping him separated. So he stood at the door just like a dog waiting to be let out. And so I opened the gate and let him back out with all of his friends. So it worked against him there. He didn't get freedom. But um, so the pigs have been good. They're fun. Um, As for names right now, we still only have Petunia. One's called Gucci. Um, Gucci, I think did we talk about Gucci. No, I don't think we've talked about any pig names. I don't know. Petunia is new to me too. Petunia was the one that on the very first day that Haley met them came and ate out of her hand and uh, she was in love with it. So yeah, was Petunia. And then there's just, I guess Gucci's the only one with an actual name and it's Gucci because it looks like he has belt loops. He has these little white like stripes on his hips, and we were just thinking like he was wearing a belt. And for some reason Haley mentioned a Gucci belt, so Gucci turned into his name, which nice. is pretty good. So I think two of six are named. I'm not sure if to name the fat one. He definitely deserves a name because yeah. he's kind of out there on his own, really blazing a trail. Yep. But um, those are the main farm related updates. Other than that, I mean, it's just you know. Um, How is? Ass- Go ahead. I was going to say that all of our alliums are coming out of the ground, which basically just means Hell's an our garlic, uh, oh. the onion family. Oh. So our garlic is pulled in end of July to be. And alliums usually get dried out to be stored. So um, for garlic, you hang it from the rafters, dries out, and then it'll store throughout the winter. Pulled our shallots, pulled our onions. Um, so How that's kind of is your flower CSA going? It's it's going well. It's been kind of difficult to just, like, one, get people to – people are harvesting, we think, mostly correctly. It's not like we're getting we, – we're not seeing things totally destroyed or anything like that. There's definitely – What's happening is there's more blooms than people can cut, which would kind of be a good thing. But then what happens is we either have to go through and what's called deadheading, which is to cut off all the flowers that are done to keep the plants producing. Um, basically, it's a way just to encourage growth or otherwise the plants will think that they're done. And so it's a lot of work on us to be – we're deadheading every week, which takes a while. Um, and it just seems like people – there's like two or three types of flowers that people seem really into. And there's a lot of cool, fun stuff that we planted like – and bouquet making, a lot of times you have foliage and things that are kind of like fun leaves that have maybe a little flower, but mostly it's for the leaf, and that's mm-hmm. like what you work into the bouquet. And I don't think it's people the filler, are. It's the filler fruit of the fruit yeah, salad. Exactly. It is the honeydew. Yeah. And, I was going to say cantaloupe, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I think honeydew is worse than cantaloupe. I agree. <laughs> um, so it's the honeydew of the bouquet, and people aren't really cutting it. So it's kind of just weird. And then now it's not, it's, you know, we had planned on some of those being the stems that people would use and they're not really using them. And here's what you should do. Fine, but next year when someone comes to pick their flowers, you hand them a pre-cut thing of the filler stuff and then they pick the actual flowers that they want to put in it. And just that stick way. around it. Well, yeah, I mean, cause that way, that way the, they, the, I mean, I don't know anything about making bouquets, but I'm guessing it actually looks nicer if you do have some of that stuff. Yeah. But people who don't know anything about that just like go for the pretty flowers, and so if you hand them the you know kind of like the, the I don't pre-built. know pre-built yeah the pre-built yeah. filler stuff, and then they can go put the fun stuff in it. There you go. Yeah, I think actually some, uh, that does lead to something that I think would help next year is if we maybe hosted. So because of COVID and everything, we kind of just did online videos to show people how to harvest stuff mm-hmm. and hope mm-hmm. and you know ask them to open it. We put I mean, out. Some are you in those pictures. videos? 
Uh, no, my, my, my boss took care of that. So why are you looking for a video of me out there? Yeah, I was uh. wondering that in the show notes. Um, can I, I have a quick request. Next yeah. year, can I be in the videos? Sure. We'll fly you out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll do it from, well, I, we can do it remote. You know, technology is a crazy thing. That's true. You can you, be I'll be flower. like the idiot that you're teaching how to cut the flowers. Okay, that'll be good. And I'll really play yeah. up the fact that I'm kind of like dumb, but then I'll yep. learn it all at the end. It'll be yeah, real play triumph. Up the fa- play up the fact. That's <laughs> it. Then you should be a, you're a shoe win for that part. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I think something that would help for next year would be if we hosted like a, a bouquet making class the first week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kaylee and I go out there and harvest some of that filler, some of these weird little accent flowers. Some of these flowers, they're good at like three stages, you know, but as the bud stage before they've actually opened, they look really cool. Then when the actual flowers open and then actually the seed pod can be really cool sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of show people how to use really everything we planted to make like a nice bouquet so they would right. at least get the idea of how to use it. Cause I think a lot of people just think I'm here to get my money's worth. I'm cutting 25 zinnias, 25 flowers. And it's like, that's, I guess that's fine. It's a really ugly bouquet that you just made, but <laughs> you paid us money and it's fine. <laughs> Are you there at the end as people walk out, just like Ugh. ripping them at their, uh, about their bouquets? You call yeah. that a bouquet? More like a, uh, a, a, a yucky. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't come up with a yeah. bad pun. Of an old time, I'm a, I'm a real comedy heckler as I stand yeah. there and bouquet heckle people. Knock they it out of their leave. hands. <laughs> You know, you lost your right for a bouquet this week. That is ugly. Come back next week. Cut again. Well, you know how like there are restaurants where the theme is like they're a dick to you. Oh like, yeah, like you Dick's could, Last Paradise. You could be uh, Dick's you could be like the CSA version of that. Like you get through <laughs> you get through the end of making your bouquet, and you only get to keep it if you think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you knock it out of their hands. They go home empty-handed. I signed up for that Gibbet Hill flower CSA, and wow, it's pretty crazy. I was berated the whole time I was harvesting, and he threw rotten tomatoes at me, and I felt really just terrible about myself. I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back. I made a beautiful bouquet, and he let me keep it. (laughs) It's like getting a Paul Hollywood handshake. Yeah. (laughs) The Max Sperlin thumbs up as I let you buy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When your bake is just right. Yep, that's a good bouquet. I'll let you through. (laughs) <laughs> um, so it's been good. I think we're learning a lot and I don't, th- I, we haven't heard any complaints. No one's like, you know, upset about it. There's still, we're about halfway through, um, all the, the plantings we have are still producing minus a couple specific flower varieties. I think one thing that's a little frustrating and again, maybe cause people's creativity is not fully there is that people might get bored from the flowers we have, but it's like, there is a lot of possibility, but I think it takes people either one wanting to spend the time to get creative with it and not just like go there to show up and cut the, the same 25 they cut every time. But that's partly on them too. I mean, we've provided the stuff. We tried to provide a variety. You know, we planted over 40 or 30 or 40 varieties of flowers. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of feedback we get at the end of the season. But for now it's, it's, it's been fine. It seems like I've, I've heard nothing um, yet at least. So, cool. I mean, yeah. So other than that, I think that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I think we're just hoping, you know, now we're just pushing to get through August is kind of the last, like, once you hit September, it feels like things are really winding down. The crops are starting to come out of the fields. There's, we're in that last window of planting a lot of fall vegetables in general. So we're getting in the broccoli, cauliflower and things like that. Um, the last roots and things like that to get in before, uh, fall. So that is a nice milestone. Um, and farm dinners have also been, have started back up, um, different what are you this year but uh, what role do you play in that so it used to be we kind of stood at an app station and just talked to people if they asked questions they would grab their own apps and stuff um maybe one of the farmers would tell them about the food and stuff yeah and one of the farmers would be offering tours or talking anything about plants to people um which was fine it was really low effort now people can't touch anything so basically all i did was stand at uh, an app station and serve people the apps and then if they wanted to talk about plants or something we'd talk about plants or something but um did you do any so, so what kind of plant talk did you do um nothing too crazy just a lot of people like asking what something was where they were standing there and looking at it mostly yeah. a lot of people telling this is, <laughs> there's two stations and my station's next to the pig fence and it's mostly going that fence is electric so i just don't want you guys to touch <laughs> it that fence by the way it's electric please don't touch it so you you played the role that a sign could have played Yes. <laughs> yeah, you were a human yeah, sign. I was a human sign. And so, um, the, but the dinners are cool. It's basically, they used to do the big communal table, the classic farm dinner table. Yeah. Um, now you have to buy tickets in sets of four or six. 
with your pod or your family oh, or whoever right. you're bringing. Um, so when you sit at your table, you're you're not wearing your mask. You're with each, you know with each other. Still served family style to your small group. Um, still really pretty. Still set up on the food. Front. Is incredible. The food is still amazing. Um, so I think we're halfway through the farm dinners. I think I don't know. I can see the potential for more of those in the future. Um, I like. I actually like the model of the smaller table setup, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It seems to be the kind of thing that people would be craving in a time like now. Yeah. Um, maybe the price point makes it harder for people, but I think people How are looking at I think that the whole night is like 125 or 150 but per it's person. A, per person, but yeah. it's like three wine courses with your yeah. dinner. Like there's each. I mean, for I a remember. nice dinner at like a nice restaurant, that's not that bad. Yeah. And I think especially for actually the quality of food that they're getting um, yeah. from there, you know, it is, it is an, the app stations that each app station has a cocktail they serve at it smaller cocktail but you get you could potentially get like a ton of alcohol while you're there and then a lot of re- really good food um yeah. and i don't think in this area and this restaurant has really a problem with people too worried about that yeah. um so that's been cool that was the first one i worked but um i have a couple more coming up uh in this in the summer so cool i think that's that's mostly it you've been on vacation so you don't have any work to talk about i know it's been just living that life of leisure yeah well yeah. I do want to talk about your trips, mainly. Well, so we we did talk about your retreat, right? Your virtual retreat. I think we talked about that. Yeah. You said it was a lot. It was a lot more work than a normal retreat. Yeah. Without it was. It, it felt. Yeah. It was like <laughs> it was a lot of work without any of like the fun food and stuff. Yeah. At the end and like okay. the beautiful location. Yeah. No, That's yeah, We talked about that. <laughs> um. So we saw each other in Michigan. We did. We saw each other in Michigan. We both That's made right. the trek back. Yeah, we had in-person fields of work. It was for those that were around us, and it was called yeah, conversation. It was a, <laughs> yes, it was just an ongoing kind of low simmer of fields of work the whole time mm-hmm. with some with some guests. There were some yeah, guests. Involved. There were some guests. Yeah, we should have for those who couldn't be there. We should have mic'd ourselves, and we're sorry we didn't record yeah. uh, forty-five hours of saving. I back. think I have a video of us singing "Happy Birthday" to you, where oh. I play a pretty prevalent role because I'm closest <laughs> to the mic, and yeah. I'm just nailing it. Yeah, well, that should probably be the show notes. <laughs> probably. I probably won't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, so we saw each other in Michigan, which was nice. And then you stayed a day later, but then you went to Virginia Beach that weekend. Yeah, so, yeah, you went home on that Tuesday, right? And then yep. I I drove back Wednesday. And then... How was, how was your drive? Piece of cake. You know, mm-hmm. Ohio and Pennsylvania, nothing too uh, too interesting. How was your drive back? I'm trying to think. Honestly, there was nothing riveting. The only thing that I can remember from this drive, so you have to tell me if there's anything you remember on your way on your drive back. Your your highlight. Only thing I can remember. Mine was a 13 hour drive, is, which isn't a bad sign that I don't remember many other things. But it just was it was a piece of cake. Like nothing happened. There was not much right. traffic. But I was driving in Massachusetts, and people here are called massholes for a reason because they're not good at driving, or if they do, they're mean. And I was driving, and we were in a construction zone, so there was one lane. And it's me and a bunch of people in one lane, and an ambulance comes up behind us, which is like, fine, get over for the ambulance. So I get over into like the shoulder of this this area. The cars behind me have mostly gotten over, and the car in front of me is not getting over. So I got to do the rare thing that excites me a lot, which is I got to honk the horn. <laughs> I don't honk the horn much. <laughs> I'm nice. usually pretty pretty slow to the horn, but the person in front of me wasn't getting over. The yeah. thing, too, in Massachusetts, no one gets over for ambulances or fire trucks unless they have to at the <laughs> last second. Yeah. I feel like in Michigan, people are pretty good about getting out of the way. Yeah. But anyways, so I'm honking at the horn at the guy in front of me. Finally, he like realizes what's going on. He gets over, and the ambulance goes by. I'm getting ready to merge back over into the lane, as you should, because we were all good people, and we just did a nice thing, and we let this guy through. There is a jerk face following on the tail of the ambulance, driving the same speed as him, blowing by everybody. Not an emergency vehicle. Don't think anything related to what was going on. Just using it as a moment to get through all this one-way traffic. Just drafting behind that ambulance. (laughs) Yeah, drafting an ambulance, which is just, like, terrible. And it made me so mad. That's bad for your karma. Yeah, that made me. It made me really mad, and it was like the last thirty minutes of my drive, so it was fine. Maybe, was maybe there. it's like a person related to the person in the ambulance, and they're going. That's, you just got to tell yourself that. That's what I do tell myself. I tell yeah. all the time. I tell myself like someone's cutting people off or someone's being mean. It's like you know that person has an emergency. I'm just yeah. not going to think about it. Yeah. But it was still. It just it was just made me a little angry. I got to talk to someone too, actually. Nice. Well, they almost yeah. cut you off, crashed They you. were trying to merge directly into me in the highway. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, not merge. They're trying space. to change lanes into my lane, and I'm just clearly there. And I hadn't. I'd been there for a while, 
And I wasn't even like really in a blind spot, I don't think. He just wasn't paying attention. So I got to lay on the board. Yeah. Felt good. <laughs> dude, this, dude, it feels really good. Yeah. I don't do it much. So that's why it feels, <laughs> I think, I think maybe in New York, you get a little bit used to it. You well, in New York, the there's an it's element kind of, of like of using like, the horn to like make people aware of like where you yeah. are and things like that. But no, I get it. But here it has like yeah. some special, has a special. Yeah. F- mm, well, and you know? the way you play it too, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're doing a little tappy taps, that's like yeah. different than like, wah, wah. yeah, that's true. That's true. I really got to, I really got to lay into it and that was nice, but yeah. otherwise listen to a tons of podcasts and, and got through it. No yeah. problem. So, yeah. Same. So you drove back. You went to oh, yeah. So Beach. I drove back and I was like here for a day. And then Emily and I drove to Virginia Beach where we stayed at a hotel there right on the beach, which was cool. Um, and yeah, basically hung out on the beach, went for some walks. That's about it. Um, ordered some food to our room and uh, got some DoorDash. And uh, that was that was it. And thrived. It was. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, really good weather. Like sunny during the day and thunderstorms at night basically oh, that's perfect the whole time uh which was you know amazing and because that's we were pretty high up in this hotel looking northwest so we could see things kind of like rolling in that's fun yeah it was great uh and then we drove we drove back and then i was here for a couple of days again and then um Actually, I had to del- so then the last part of my vacation was going to this cabin in Leesburg, which is like an hour away in Virginia. This little cabin, um, kind of like in a pretty rural area, very strong Kentucky vibes um, yeah. in terms of like these roads and just the way that it felt. It was so hot and humid, and it was it was. I felt like I was in Kentucky, uh, yeah. but I actually had to go a day late on that because of a hurricane that came through i think by the time it, it got was to a us, it was a storm it was a tropical <laughs> storm by the time it got to us yeah. and it would have been fine for me to go i think my original plan was to go on tuesday like through friday and i ended up pushing it back and doing wednesday through saturday um because it was raining really hard and i didn't know if i wanted to be in a cabin during a tropical storm yeah uh, so did then you, i went dc did you guys get slammed pretty good by that yeah definitely it rained very hard. it wasn't very windy but it did rain That's really good. hard that's while. the best of the two. If you're going to get wind or rain, I'd rather rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for well, sure. As a farmer, at least. Yeah. And then we spent, or I spent a couple of days in that cabin by myself, um, just chilling, reading, writing. Um, went for some yeah, tell me about it. Any good, any, good, any good byproducts of this trip? I know this was like a Sam. Reset. Yeah, I mean, I definitely did some writing. Um, nothing like is published yet, but I did some. I moved a, an article um, or a series of articles forward. And, you know, I tried to not put too much pressure on myself to, like, produce a bunch of stuff because I was and am on vacation and I want to, like, chill. But also um, I wanted to take advantage of the fact that I was, you know, in a place with no distractions, really. Um, There was no Wi-Fi, but there was. I had very weak LTE signal, so I did actually. I was able to watch some hockey one of the nights. Nice. Um, But, yeah, it was really nice just to take a couple days completely by myself. I am the type of person who thrives with a, you know, every year or so I need a, a handful of days just like completely by myself, even though I love Emily very much. I need mm-hmm. to get away from Emily sometimes and other people uh, and just be by my lonesome for a little bit. And that's what I, I think did. That's a, I think that's a theme that I would actually be interested to talk to the other brothers about it, but I think that's a theme that runs through all of us. And I don't know why that was. I mean, was it a desire from having a house that always had people in it? I mean, it, I, I also, think it might have something to do with the fact that there are five of us. And we're well, seven always around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that could be it. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way for sure. And I've, I had that. I mean, even like the, the drive. That's why I love yeah. long drives love like that. Like, like 13 hours, like seems daunting, but at the same time, it was like this is nice because like I respect that my podcasts are not what Haley wants to listen to. Um, not everyone loves John Roderick, um, <laughs> and so some of those podcasts have to be saved for when I do long drives by myself. He's in kind of rare form recently. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I have to, and uh, she never does because she likes people that are concise and get to a point. And well, <laughs> John has no point. That's about the farthest thing that he has. But um, yeah. so no, I feel I feel the same way. Um, that sounds very nice. I'll actually I have a a solo bachelor weekend coming up as Haley goes on a trip uh, to visit some friends and stay in a cabin nice. um, that I couldn't make it on because I just got back from a trip. So I will I will get that time this weekend. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Probably going to watch a lot of hockey. Yeah, as I definitely need doing. to watch a lot of hockey. <laughs> Keeping maybe it maybe we should record again. Maybe we shouldn't go a month in between recording. I think we can because I'm just going to well, it's going to be me and the dog, but I can I can tire that pup out. All right. I found out the key. The key is that you go on a two mile hike at 7 a.m. in the morning 
yeah. by the time you come back at like eight, she's so she'll sleep until at least two or three. So it's like a child. It is like a child, but yeah. I've figured it out now how to at least knock her out, knock on her butt for a while. So there you go. Um, so the, the trip was good. Yeah, cabin nice. Cabin never needed. The cabin was incredible. It was really nice. Um, I, it was like this A frame that had a loft that like a ladder that you go up to get up to like a a um, sleeping area, and then out the back up on the loft there was a little balcony um, oh, overlooking out the back into the forest, um, and then down on the main floor there was like a like a little like half um like booth sort of like a like booth but just like only one side of it mm-hmm. um that's where i sat and worked on my ipad most of the time and then there was um a really nice uh shower with like the overhead um oh, that's like the rain, best. The rain shower yeah, yeah exactly uh, wonderful uh, and it had like a couch and a tv that i didn't use the tv at all but definitely used the couch um was it was it on any type of trails or did you have to go to trails or did you just walk no trails i guess that was in i just walked on the road basically um it was it it was set pretty far back from the road. Like you drive down the shared driveway that's gravel, and it's like you know maybe a quarter of a mile back is where the cabin actually is. Oh, and wow. then the road itself, it was like straight up grandma and grandpa's house, like very yep. spaced out uh, houses, um, very narrow occasional road, no car. shoulder, occasional <laughs> car, yeah. And I just did some walking there. I saw it was right next to a farm that had goats, and I think they were emus or ostriches. Oh, I can't really? tell them apart. Pretty sure it was emus. I th- it's probably, probably emus. emus. I th- yeah. Seems like usually if someone has it on a, I remember Nate has the the emu story that what? was in, well when they were so not to tell his story when we get on the podcast. Well, he's not here, when, so when him and Dave were rescued from their near death experience in the Smoky Mountains, oh, right. when they went backpacking in March and it turns out that it was snowing and really cold and they fell into a river and all their shit froze and things just went yeah. really bad. They hiked. Uh, they found like a road to kind of hike out of the Smokies and they were just following this road, hoping a car somebody would come by. Or till they got cell service so they could text uh, Uncle Joe to come get them or call him. And they were just walking on this road and like a, a guy in a pickup truck stopped and asked them if they needed a ride. He said he he d- drops off hikers and picks hikers up and stuff. And so he usually drops people off the trailhead. Obviously saw that they were fairly defeated looking hikers. <laughs> and um, so they got into the truck and he drove them back to it. He said, you know, he had cell service there. And so they went back to his cabin. So it was really cool. The guy built it himself. Yeah. Um, and they were walking around his property and stuff. And like the guy's like showing him all the different things and his livestock and his animals and like Nate like feels like something kind of over his shoulder while he's talking to the guy and like Nate slowly looks over his left shoulder and there's an emu like head like right next to his and he said like, kind of like, kind of lost it because you're not used to seeing a bird that big yeah and you forget that people can like just have an emu and uh, he said it was pretty terrifying <laughs> to see an emu like eye to eye with you. Yeah. So I assume it was probably an emu. <laughs> I think they were. I think they were emus. They were hanging That's out with goats, cool. goats and emus together. Wow! Um, Look at the times. We've yeah, come, really, come, come a long way. <laughs> uh, and I saw some deer, and I saw some cows, and I saw a smushed snake. All right. And I saw a smushed frog. Oh, and so, I saw a baby raccoon that was just chilling in the middle of the road like i don't know kind of like hunched over i couldn't tell what it was until i got closer and then i got closer and he started looking at me and just like kind of walking slowly and looking at me like i bothered him he's the one sitting in the middle of the road it sounds like he's got something wrong with him maybe i don't know he looks very it rained really hard the night before uh to the point where i got an alarm on my phone like one of the like um like the amber alert ones that you can't turn off that said a flood warning uh, I trusted that I was in a place where I was not going to be affected by that, but it yeah. made me a little concerned. It rained very hard, but yeah. that raccoon that next morning looked like it had just like it had been out in the open the entire time. It was so like, wet looking. Oh, he got flooded out of his normal home, man. You know Probably, be. yeah, I guess so. That's why he's just sitting in the middle of the road trying to dry out. Okay, now <laughs> I feel bad. Of, speaking of those, those amber alerts, we got one. I'm I'm not used to getting weather related ones actually yeah. ever, but the same thing that. Uh, tropical storm came through and and we got just thunderstorms off of it but really very brief but we got an amber alert that was for a tornado warning where they had spotted like actual activity and that was kind of terrifying yeah uh so we just stood kind of like on our porch just like because we didn't want you've you've seen my basement yeah you don't want to go in there (laughs) you don't want to go there unless there's actually a tornado ripping apart your house yeah it's like a you have to make a decision and we had to decide what was more worth it was yeah (laughs) well and the the revolutionary war ghosts don't want you down there either they have nothing. They have no interest in us. 
Um, and we also told ourselves this house is incredibly old. It's survived some high winds before. We'll be okay. Yeah. Um, So did you see an actual tornado? We didn't. We, we had some pretty crazy winds whipping around, didn't destroy anything. We, We were fine. Um, but I could see how I was looking at that storm, like the, the, the actual eye of it was very intense over a, a one town over from us, um, who got it worse than us, I think. But no, thank goodness we didn't. Cause it always is kind of exciting and fun until your livelihood is, is right. tied up in not yeah. having things destroyed by a hundred mile power wind. So, yeah. um, we, we used to chase, you know, occasionally we would chase a thunderstorm sand yeah. back in Michigan. I'm still very much into the whole chasing thunderstorms type thing. Cause my livelihood is not connected to the wind. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely changed. <laughs> it's definitely changed things right now. The storm comes and just drops good rain and has some good lightning. That's that's all I need. Yeah. Um, yeah. But right. well, let's one more quick check in thing because right. this is going to be a recap episode because it's been so long. Right. Um, July was month of move. You were it was. A I rode the Peloton quite a bit. How did yeah. you do statistically with your ride every day for the most part, except for deliberate um, breaks? Yeah, so there are some couple deliberate breaks. I think I missed a grand total of like, like straight up missed like three days. I think mm-hmm. where I just like didn't feel up to doing it. That's not including I think one or two days where I considered myself legitimately under the weather and didn't need to do it. Um, I was trying to just pull it up here if I could figure it out in a second, but it was something like that. Overall, I give myself um, like you know, a B plus on it. That's pretty good. The pushups though, I did not get close to a hundred any day. I did 80 on the first day and never more than 40 the rest of the time. Oh man. You had all this. So here's what happened, Sam. You hadn't done pushups in so long, right? Dude, I got, and I, it destroyed me on that first day. I couldn't move my had, arms for like a week. You had all this pushup energy inside of you that yeah. had just had not been let out since middle school. And Mr. Went used to make us do pushups all the time. Yeah. And you decided you're going to do pushups. And that was, that was, I mean, at least 10 years worth of pushups came out at once. <laughs> and your body just like, was like, let's do it. And you did 80. And then your body was like, yeah, that we don't have, we have to, we have to replenish that. That takes forever, man. We don't just do <laughs> no. pushups. <laughs> I, so although I didn't do a hundred any day, I did do, you know, at least 20, almost every day, like any day nice. that I rode, I did at least 20, 40 most days. And by the end, I felt legitimately stronger. Like I could at the beginning, I could only do like sets of ten and, and mm-hmm. need to take a break. By the end, I was easily doing a set of twenty without having to stop. That's nice. So, did you yeah. do you track your weight at all? Did you track your weight through this month? Did anything the, change? Not really. No, no real change. If anything, it right. may have gone up a little bit. <laughs> well, vacation does that. Yeah, vacation and the fact that you know weight is more a function of my poor food choices than uh, exercise. I just figured the the biking might be a, a different yeah. type of cardio calorie burn than you're used to. Let's see. But I'm, pulling, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, gotcha. I, so that's like a decent, so. a decent success. Yeah, I um I I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna consider it a victory. So we're in a new month. Yep. Which means you've probably already considered what your month of August is gonna be. Yep. Um, in terms I'm of I'm in the midst it, of it. It's a month of you're sit. In the midst of it. What is it? Month of sit. Month, oh, month of sit. You said okay. Yep. So all I'm doing there's a um, a meditation app called Waking Up um, by a guy um, named Sam Harris and so you have a podcast called yeah, something. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And um, so I am just committing to using that every day. Ideally, so right guided, when I wake up, but I haven't been doing it right when I wake up. Although that's kind of the intention. But just every day, do the. I mean, the introductory course is. 10 minute or like 12 minute uh, meditations. And then after that, I'll probably go up to 20. Um, but that's, yeah, that's the, that's the goal for August. Nice. How are you I doing right now? I have You're... not missed a day yet. Nice. Feeling yeah. zen? What was that? <laughs> Feeling zen? Oh, so zen. Can't you tell? Oh, you look my it, mustache man. and my long you look, hair. You look and... great. You look, you look replenished from some vacation. Yeah. Look how smooth my face is. I shaved it's today. But look incredible. how I wish people is. can see. I wish people could see your mustache because it is very full. I mean, like, I, it's a mustache that I cannot achieve. I think you um, could. I don't think I can. I, I don't even know how to put the energy into it. I need to tell my body to put more energy into the mustache space. You'd be surprised. Because. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not against it fully, but I just don't think my body could do it. But uh, you should try um, at some point. Have you ever tried living as a mustache man? No, no. I heard it's, it's a tough world out there for a mustache man. No, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, a mustache gives you some some weird, awesome energy. Yeah. And you just need to live as a mustache man. Because you, you and I kind of, we look similar. So, therefore, you may have a mustache-shaped face like me. I am a Good. handsome Tom Selleck-looking uh, man right now. And you, that could be you. 
Is Haley into mustaches? Because Emily is really into mustaches. Haley likes your mustache, and she told me. And I just don't think so. Your beard has has and just facial hair starting in middle school has always said that you're capable of growing a full, a very full beard and a very full mustache. My face has said was slow to the get up. First off, it took a while for my body to think that it was capable, and it started with some weak chin strap stuff. And now I've got a beard, and it's like that's fine. And your beard looks looks great right now. Thank you. Yeah. You've That's got you've got hair on your upper lip. You look like <laughs> if you guys got rid of everything else and you just left that, you're halfway there. Sam, I did that for Halloween one year when it, for by our '80s our '80s costume, and I think I made very very many people uncomfortable. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> you just weren't you just weren't embodying it correctly. Maybe I wasn't carrying myself with the proper swagger. Yeah, you um, are. and I'll I'll work on that. But I think I think the hair is coming back though. Oh, nice. Oh, my, hair, my hair is pretty long right now too. I think, I mean, I guess we'll just become a long-haired family as Louis has, has embraced the man bun. And That's true. I think, it's like going through all of us. Although I've never I've never been man bun length. Yeah. I think you and I have similar length hair right now. It's about what mine's like. And I think, I mean, it's about to be winter is my thought. Yeah. It's winter, and I wear hats all the time. I'm just going to keep on it and stuff next year. And if it turns out that my hair still it looks a little bit non-professional i'll cut it then but for now i'm, I'm not gonna go put a mask on and get my hair cut at a barbershop and just gonna embrace the the locks that are on my head Live whether life, that means man. i embrace a mustache is hard to say i think you need oh. to step into the mustache life i have a coworker who's very anti-mustache and she lets us all know trust so, uh, trust your big brother have i ever steered you wrong <laughs> i mean have you ever steered me at all <laughs> <laughs> well that now's now i start now the <laughs> no. steering begins all right. Well, okay. I'll keep it. I'll keep it in mind. You know All what? Right. I'll, I'll, this is the best take, I can give you. Is I'll keep it in mind. Take it under consideration. Okay. I will. Okay. Well, I don't want us to burn all of our good material if we're no. gonna record again. I gotta go make cookies. That's right. You have to finish your vacation off on a high point. And hey, guess what? A good hockey game comes on in six minutes. Oh yeah, we gotta go watch that. All right. Let me make a prediction. What do you think? Uh, Toronto wins. Toronto, just carrying the momentum from that that catastrophe in the last hey, game for Columbus. Hey, you're talking mustache energy? Have you seen Austin Matthews? I know. He's, He's got, got mustache, mustache energy. energy. Yeah, but <laughs> what about what about John Tortorella? He's got, got mustache too. energy. Oh, that's, that's tough then. Or does he have a whole, does he have a goatee? I think he's got a goatee. That's, what, that's, what, that's why they're losing. John Tortorella. <laughs> How do you spell Tortorella? Tortorella sounds like a pasta. It does. Well, it's like tortellini, so I don't think you're the first to make uh, that. Oh, he's got a whole, yeah, you're right. He's got a whole goatee situation. Um, I, I mean... That is an epic collapse, right? In in game four, I don't know if any team could recover from that. Yeah, I mean, it's three goals. They've with never had a backbone. Three <laughs> goals with the goalie out to tie the yeah. game and then win it in overtime, yeah. like that. It's I've never goal. seen yeah. anything like that. And I like people are like, oh, I bet Torts really tore into him and really got him excited. But no, Torts probably tore them apart, and now they're just like just ruined <laughs> as a player. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily it was a build you up to make you stronger. I think it was a break you down to to fully break you down. Yeah, and now I think they can't I'm recover. I'm with you. Toronto's going to win it in yeah. regulation. So we'll talk All about right. it next time because we'll <laughs> we'll know the results. Yeah, I'm sure the the overlap of uh, fields of work fans and hockey fans is it's basically that Venn diagram is a circle. So it is because it's it's our family now. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And my good friend Bill, who's a diehard hockey fan, so okay, we'll be good. there. All right, very good, <laughs> Maxwell. Good talking to you. Good talking to you, Sammy. Well, I'll see you in a week. Yep.